0: Welcome to a Rent Now movie review brought to you by That Film Stew in association with Video Easy. My name is Luke.
1: And my name is Jason.
0: We're available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast.
1: Check out more movie reviews, our movie show, Rewind and Review Podcast and Sounds Like Comics Podcast on our website, Podcast.com. This Rent Now movie review is all about The Gentleman. Written, directed and produced by Guy Ritchie, The Gentleman is the action comedy film starring an ensemble cast including Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant. Uh, The movie is available to rent now from a Video Easy kiosk. We will be keeping this review spoiler free with a spoiler section at the end. Fresh off directing Disney's live action Aladdin,
0: many have regarded The Gentleman as a welcome return to form for Guy Ritchie. Jason, tell us what this movie is about.
1: An American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him.
0: Guy Ritchie, where do you stand? Are you a fan of his movies
1: outside of Aladdin? <laughs> I did love Aladdin. I really, really did. I know. <laughs> um, and who'd have thought he would have directed that? We're not here to talk about that. We must stick to the gentleman. Um, I've watched his uh, majority of his previous movies. Um, the wife is is probably the bigger fan of the two of us, and she has uh, guided me through a few a few of them. But no, I've, for the most part, I've enjoyed them. You know, like British gangsters, uh, crime, people being shot, lots of you know bit of gritty action and violence and stuff lots of foul language who who would hate it it's great it's good
0: I mean this is the kind of Gary Ritchie movie that I enjoy now admittedly a couple of years ago I did enjoy the King Arthur movie also starring Charlie Hunnam I know you wasn't a big fan of that one I really didn't like it I do usually (laughs) I didn't like it good film I um Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie and I I enjoy his movies in general. I did think going into this, okay, so we're going to have another Snatch scenario. We're going to have our core British cast and they're going to bring in an American. Snatch had uh, Brad Pitt and this one has Matthew McConaughey. And I think he's a great fit for this movie. You know, I had no idea what this movie was about until I watched it. I had no idea it was about cannabis.
1: Yeah, same, same. I, I, mean, I just figured, you know, you go Guy Ritchie, you know it's, um, even though McConaughey, you know, is in the leading role, but it's still, uh, you know, British gangsters or, you know, there's some crime element to it. Yeah, that's all this stuff. You just, you have a certain expectation. I just didn't know any of the details. But I think that made it a little bit better. And for the most part, now the, the first, the, the, the first maybe like 20, 25 minutes of this movie You've got two characters, you've got Hugh Grant and you've got Charlie Hunnam in a room having a conversation. And it's like the way it's being told, it's as if they're pitching a movie and then you're seeing the events play out almost like, are they talking about a fictional thing? And then we're seeing the movie that they're talking about. And I was thinking that's what this was. And I was like, this is an interesting narrative structure. You have got these two guys talking about this movie that they want to make or, or here's the concept and this is all the things that's happening. And then it turns out, you know, you catch, they were actually just telling a story. They were just telling it with an interesting spin. But yeah, like you said, I have no idea. I didn't even know what the premise of the movie was, let alone the narrative structure.
0: I mean, you are right. There's a lot of talking in this movie, lots and lots of conversations. But I was just gripped. Like the, you know, you've got that richy dialogue, but you've also got such great performances. Like you mentioned, like Charlie Hunnam he is fantastic in Sons of Anarchy and then he's okay in other things. (laughs) I think this is a really good Charlie Hunnam. I really enjoyed him in this movie as Raymond Smith. And you mentioned Hugh Grant already playing Fletcher. We have seen Hugh Grant in so many movies and And also his
1: 90s, early 2000s. He was almost playing the same character or the same type of character. 90% of the time he's playing the same character or a slight variation on his, on his character. You know, he might be a little bit more suave in one movie or a little bit more cheeky in one movie, but essentially, you know, Hugh Grant is Hugh Grant. In this movie, who was this guy? Who was he? Oh, I, I, I have never seen Hugh Grant.
0: Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Me neither. He's nuts. It plays
1: like, it, it's, it's as if
0: Hugh Grant was workshopping this character <laughs> and he had like all these different
1: ideas. And Guy which he just said, do them all do all of them because you're right in work in one scene he's you know he's smooth talking he's quippy, he's quick he's fast you know he's he's on the ball and then the next in the next scene you know he's jumping over hedges like like a nut trying to just get the hell out of there you know he's a goofball that was a great scene (laughs) it's funny the way he jumped the hedge brilliant did Hugh (laughs) Grant steal this movie (laughs) like like did he steal most of the scenes
0: He definitely is one of the more interesting characters in there for me. But you've got other characters like Coach, played by Colin Farrell. Yes, and you know Colin Farrell—he's someone who consistently works and always gives a good performance. But in this, it's one of my favourite Colin Farrell performances in recent years. He's brilliant as Coach. The way we first introduced to him in the in the coffee shop or in the cafe—brilliant!
1: It's like a fish and really really brilliant a fish and chip shop. With those kids, is it fish and chips? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I they serve food. They might serve coffee. Oh, right. fish and chip shop. I <laughs> anyway, just figure it's in, in there. It's a fish and chip, chip shop. Used. <laughs> that does sound correct. <laughs> it is a fish and chip shop. Someone's buying the mushy peas. The way it's definitely a fish and chip shop. Then, <laughs> but the way that his character is introduced is interesting, and what I like about his character is that he generally cares for the guys that he's training. Who will constantly get up to mischief, but then he can, you know, he's, he can look after himself. He's a fighter himself. Yeah. So he comes in and, out of this, in and out of this movie in a really interesting way.
1: I actually thought, and I hope this isn't treated as a spoiler. I'll be careful as I tread. But um, I thought the Colin, I thought Tom Farrell's character was going to be the opposing force. I thought they were igniting an unintentional war between Matthew McConaughey's character and Colin Farrell's. And maybe the movie was trying to make you think that because that's what I was thinking the whole time until it's, it, it doesn't eventually into that and then it goes in a different direction. But I thought that, oh, yeah, I thought Colin well, the Farrell movie... was the, you know, the antagonist, I guess.
0: Well, the movie was trying to make us think a few things yes. that we, of course, can't talk about here. <laughs> we, will, we will hold off momentarily. Uh, we need to give a shout out to Big Dave. Played by Eddie Marson. You know, a real heavy white type. I thought he was really good in this.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, there's, I mean, like I said, ensemble cast. There's so many uh, There's so many people. Henry Golding's getting his time in the limelight these days. So many big hits for him. Um, another one here playing Dry Eye. Um, and I think he he probably gets the majority of, like, the, you know, the... The, the intense sort of action action scenes. Oh, there's, there's not too many action scenes in this movie, um, but I think that's good when when you do get to a scene where, you know, someone gets shot or, you know, there is a bit of violence to it. I think the impact is a lot more, like there's more gravity to it um, as opposed to, you know, yeah, I, some of Guy Ritchie's other movies where, you know, it's just action almost nonstop stop I think it's the, the threat of violence and the respect. You know,
0: everything is there, like, you know, you, I really like the world of this movie mm. because you can't just go from A to B like there's detours yeah. and yeah, the it's whole thing you, dry high. If you shoot, if you shoot yeah.
1: someone in the head, right? Like it means something in this world. Like it, there's actual consequences. So you can't just do it willy nilly. So then when you do do it, it's like it had to be done. And now we have to deal with that. So, you know, it, it just so the raises stakes. stakes. Yeah. yeah. Stakes, gravity, consequences. Michelle Dockery as Rosalind
0: Pearson. She was really, really good in this as the wife of Mickey Pearson, the McConaughey's mm-hmm. Hayes' character. So I really enjoyed her in this, and she got some cool scenes with, um, with Dry Eye. But if we're, if we're going to rate this movie, we'll rate it out of five, and then after that we can get into some more spoiler territory. What would you give it?
1: This was, like, I did see this... Uh... And this was the one, well, like the first movie I watched this year. Um, and it was straight away. I was like, wow, what a good start to the year. Because I was like, Pfft. at the moment, it's it was well, at the time, it was the best movie I had seen for the year. But not just saying, you know, like it was actually up there. But for me, I think it's the genre that this isn't usually my cup of tea, but I really found myself enjoying it. Um, I can't see myself sort of revisiting it sort of any um, anytime recent, but I definitely do want to. I might need to give it a bit of time there before I get back into it. There's so much going on. Um, great characters, great chemistry between them. The world, like you said, the universe built is pretty solid, enjoyable, all of that. Um, I'm going to come in and give it a strong four out of five. This,
0: when I watched it, was my number one movie of the year so far. I've seen quite a few films since I first watched The Gentleman. It's still my favorite movie of the year, and it's a five. I'm so happy that we're here talking about this film today. I mean, we missed it on the main show um, when we were doing our uh, that film stew reviews. We didn't quite get to this one, so I'm glad we found a second life with our rent now show. <laughs> it is um, it's, it's brilliant. Like, I just absolutely loved it again. Just that world building, and it's it's not a short movie. It's over two hours, um, but you don't feel the length. And for me, that's when you know you're watching a good movie. You're not, you're not watching the time. You're completely engaged. There's twists and turns in this movie. It is more talking than action, but you just go. It's all part of the story. I had a lot of fun with this movie. And I will give a bit more distance before I revisit it because it is still very fresh. I mean, I did think it was a fish and chip shop, or I didn't think it was fish <laughs> and chips, should I say. <laughs> but other than that, um, I do remember the movie pretty well and it's definitely worth watching especially if you're a fan of Guy Ritchie's earlier work you know whether it's Lock Socks, Snatch, Revolver is one that I quite liked with Jason Statham wasn't a hit at the box office but I quite enjoyed it and yeah this is a great Guy Ritchie movie and what a film to follow up on from Aladdin you know he's doing that one minute and then almost within the same year he puts out The Gentleman. Okay, so now we're going to go into spoiler territory before we finish up. If you haven't watched The Gentleman yet and you want to, go rent it now and watch it before continuing. Okay, this movie starts. Matthew McConaughey is dead. (laughs) That shocked me. That shocked me. And because he's Guy Ritchie, and you never quite know what's going to happen in these movies, I was thinking maybe he is. Maybe Mickey Pearson did die, and it's all about Charlie Hunnam, coming up and he's going to be the the the
1: or the guy or Raymond Smith is going to be the one that's going to be the new Mickey Pearson. I figured there would be something. I was like, no, he can't be dead. Like, why would that be? No, I just figured there was some, I didn't know what what the result would have been, but I just knew there was something not quite right about that. And I was like, you, you can't be dead straight away. No, yeah, because it would have just been underwhelming if by the end of the movie it was like that scene again and he's just dead and I'm like, okay. Like, why spoil that in the opening scene? So I knew there had to be a twist to it. But that's part of what I enjoyed about it. Like, I thought, well, maybe he is, maybe he
0: isn't. I mean, this mm. is not the start of a franchise. This is a single movie. So, yeah, you've got Matthew McConaughey. Oh, like, There's nothing to say. His yeah. character needs to survive. Oh, no, definitely.
1: No, that's completely fine if they had, you know, killed him off sort of thing. But, well, you know, <laughs> in that in that same way, just why would they show it in the opening scene? It's just... For what reason?
0: Well, it's to say, look, we've got Matthew McConaughey and you didn't see this coming. So just, I don't know. It (laughs) it could have happened, it didn't happen. I mean, I like the fact that it turned out that it was alive because then we got this movie to continue. And I really did have have a lot of fun with this.
1: It's a really, really good film. There's so many twists and turns and reveals and, and things, and half of them I don't remember, half of them I don't, even, I don't recall being of that importance to the overall story. There's, there's heaps of things going on, so many different stories, but they all intertwine, they all come together collectively. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's bonkers, man. Um, there's like a Danny Boyle almost meta in-joke uh, towards the end of the movie where Hugh Grant eventually does pitch the movie to him, it's I don't know is it actually Danny Boyle in not Danny Boyle what am I talking about um I, I thought you'd do something I didn't Guy, no, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie Sorry, no, it, it's not yeah I'm thinking of that so other he goes to Miramax. <laughs> yes. yeah
0: he goes to Miramax it's not Guy Ritchie but he's essentially pitching his story and yeah it, and you see the poster for the map from uncle which did mm. star Grant so yeah Pretty cool. It's weird. Maybe Guy Ritchie was supposed to be in it and he didn't want to do it. I don't know. But that definitely wasn't.
1: That definitely wasn't Guy Ritchie, right? No, definitely wasn't. I wouldn't watch it. I was just like, that must be him. I'm not familiar with what he looks like, so I was like, that must be him. All everything pointed to that being the case. It was
0: still cool though, having a poster for one of his other movies in this movie, and both starred the same actor. I liked it okay well that's it for our rent now movie review of the gentleman rent it now at your local video easy kiosk don't forget to like and share this podcast on social media we've got more rent now movie reviews coming your way next up 1917 you won't have to wait two weeks i think we're posting it pretty soon this week be our first time doing two in one week you've been listening to luke and jason the guys from that film stew see you soon